0: Can't do it. I'm doing
1: the podcast. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll be cute. Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Year, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all year long, while your host toe-tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not brought to you by anyone. Insert sponsor here. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Big Blue All Year and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead because you know we're doing it live. Giants fans, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part one of Big Blue All Year's season review. No, I will tell you right now no, Sean Watson talk. I'm looking at you, Dan McLean, and everyone else on the message boards. But that said, playoffs are like cool. You know, I don't know if anybody else has been enjoying watching them, but some consistently nice football has been fun to watch. So, today, with that in mind, we're going to look at back at a playoff list giant season. Offense and defense are up next, but today we're going to be looking at those games. And then after that, we got an exciting offseason, guys. So many free agents, so many things to do. We're going to get through this together and we'll get there. But first, Let's get through some headlines. And for that, we get into a segment that lets my distinguished partners stick on a headline to talk about, or kick it to the next one. So, bigger. You, disciple. You. Answer me that age old playground toss. Are you kicking it? Or are you sticking it? Up first, the Chargers pass on Jason Garrett. Hiring Brandon Staley as their head coach.
2: Looks like we get year two of Garrett is
1: going to be in full swing. But uh,
2: let's kick it for another
1: roster. Major report gives the Giants' 2020 draft grade a B.
0: You know, I'm just going to kick it because you never know what the heck a draft is until it's like three, four years down the road. Let's be honest.
1: Pro Football Focus ranks the Giants' 2020 pass rush 19th in the NFL. You know,
2: Mac, it sounds like a bunch of liberal bullshit to me. Like, let's kick it.
1: Disregard. Eli Manning hopes to be more involved with the Giants in 2021. Yeah, I got to stick it. Got so much love for Eli and everything
0: he's doing this offseason. You saw him. He's taking pictures with the kids. He's going skiing. He's enjoying his life retired at 40 years old with four kids god bless him and honestly i think the giants building is definitely going to keep him around in some kind of capacity i doubt it's on the field i bet it's more of like a a jesse armstead kind of upstairs position in which he is a uh consultant offensive consultant perhaps so nothing but good things will come out of that with a long-term relationship between eli and the new york giants organization
1: Back. To no, he stuck the landing. The Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play for the right to represent the NFC in this year's Super Bowl.
2: Well, the go-go goes for an irregular strategy here, uh, strategy here, folks. Trying to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I feel like we might talk about this later on, so let's kick it.
1: I'm Tom Brady. That does it for this week's headlines. And now a word from our non-sponsor. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Year is not, brought to you by DirecTV.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel Jones, and I use DirecTV. And I'm Bad Comedian Danny Dimes, and I got Cable. What? But... DirecTV's NFL Sunday ticket gives you every game on every Sunday in stunning HD. With Cable, I got HD. It's a huge disappointment. I get every single play with the most incredible picture. Want to see a picture of my mother-in-law? Neither do I. Kiss me and get NFL Sunday ticket only with DirecTV. So please call one 800 Direct tv
1: And now, back to the show. All right, we are moving and grooving, guys. That was, that was tight. So, Giants fans uh, are, are single or perhaps multiple listeners by now. As we said, today we are going to do the season in review. And I believe Berger is actually the only one based on our preseason predictions that was pretty spot on. Uh, But for the sake of not reliving, let's just call it what it was, in some ways, the horror show of the 2020 season, we're not going to go game by game. We're going to go by quarter. So we're going to break down the first four games and all the way through 4-4-4, get through the season. Next week, we'll jump in to offense and then end our season review with defense here in two weeks. So let's just get right into it. Quarter one of the season, the Giants face the Steelers, the Bears, the 49ers, and the Rams. They went a combined 0-4. Surprise, surprise. They, and they were outscored 96-47, to 47, albeit against the third, the 14th, and the first-ranked defenses with regards to points per game. And those are the Steelers, the Bears, and the Rams, respectively. So up first, Berger, finish this sentence: The first quarter of the Giants season was gut wrenching. Mac, um, like you said, the team
2: started zero and four. You could tell that this team, um, this coaching staff—I I, uh, apologize—was you know set up to fail. You know, COVID limiting their offseason, and, you know, getting to. Um, Incorporate their schemes of the players, um, especially a team that's so young. Um, I think you could tell that Danny, with no offseason, with a new offensive coordinator and Jason Garrett, we just didn't mesh
1: off the start. So it was a little upsetting. Disciple, I got asked for you from the first quarter. What was your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is man, this offense is
0: trash. <laughs> I mean, man, you put up single digits twice. 13 points in the Chicago game, 16 against Pittsburgh. Albeit like we said and uh the offense, the offensive line as a unit was behind thousands of snaps. You had the bad coach from Mark Colombo who is gone right now. You know, this is it, I think what what the biggest takeaway for me was this game was a huge like measuring stick and like we we competed but they just didn't win, and these teams were just flat out better.
1: Disciple, I, I do have to ask you a question. You just said this game was a huge measuring stick while talking broadly about four different games. So, for the sake of the <laughs> listener who can't divine your <laughs> God speak, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm. And if you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Meant to
0: say the quarter, man. Look, you like three I of these know. teams are playoff teams, dude. You and one ball? of them was I'm in just, the Super
2: Bowl. And one of them was in the Super Bowl last year, so
0: it just show. It we just went to show how far away we actually were at this point. Like, the, dude, the four quarters, like four different seasons, four well, different, actually- but, four different leaves on the same tree.
1: Well, we were so nothing it but imagery. <laughs> the I will say how how nervous. Despite I, honestly, I think coming out of that game in the immediate aftermath, I was pretty impressed with. The Giants' performance against the Steelers, but strictly from the run offense, how? Oh, it, how like, I
0: wanted Barkley to have like 100 yards, dude, had like single digits. Uh,
1: there was nowhere to go.
0: There was just nowhere to go.
1: I mean, TJ Watt and um, Bud Dupree were in the backfield at will. That
0: I know. Game. They About made it look that. easy, man. It's, and I, you know, the Giants really had a chance in that game against the Steelers had they uh, had Daniel Jones not thrown that fucking interception in the on the four five yard line
2: yeah
1: rolling that was out devastating to left. devastating was yeah rolling out and he got tipped who picked that big fatty uh, to for them yeah it was cameron hayward yeah motherfucker man all right moving right along burger back to you what was the most predictable thing that happened in the first quarter of the giant season the team starting going <laughs> <laughs>
2: for. I don't know. When, when you start against these playoff teams, like you're saying, these elite defenses, like how how could you really expect any other outcome? Uh, this this team is still very raw. The offensive line was nowhere near meshing at this point. Uh, if we, I guess, can technically say we meshed it all the season, but <laughs> I'll digress that to later on in the season. Um, but um, it, I think it was just a very hard schedule to start a season especially in a COVID season and that didn't do us any favors.
1: Can't disagree with anything there. And this, and we started off against the Steelers team that wasn't missing two of their best defensive players in Bud Dupree and uh boy, Kevin Bush. Yep. The linebacker. Yep. Yep. All right. Disciple we'll close this out of the first quarter. What is the one game that you wish you could have back?
0: It's gotta be the San Francisco 49ers game, man. That game they were going as the B squad and they just got rolled out. Dude, no other way to put single-handedly it.
2: Single-handedly won that game. Mike I Man, mean, just is a fucking great I mean, coach. Did, what got, he did with that team that was an IR squad pretty much at that point of the Jets, they got they still had great decimated. players
0: too, though. You don't understand. Like, their death players are even good. They got fucking, They still have Fred Warner, who's a fucking fantastic linebacker.
2: Didn't he get an All-Pro this year? I think he did. And well-deserved. And I was going to say, who the hell is Fred Warner up until, you know, I bet you when we were doing our podcast, we were like, "Oh, this linebacking core looks like so defeated," or like, Not "No, like, I, was will, I, will, I will, I
1: I was about to defend you, Burger, and say, "You know, disciple, you know, relax." Like it was absolutely like an IR squad, despite having a couple of people on their team. No, I, so no, hundred percent. However. No, Fred Warner's legit, and he's been legit at least for another full year. I think he's like 23. Like, I mean, he was. Yeah, I think he's he was very young. Just like no. two years yeah. ago. Yeah, but he he was a stud, or like we knew that coming in, he was a problem. The we should we should quote the chapter on the first
2: quarter. It was very depressing.
0: Yeah, 0-4. I mean, you know, you had uh, pitchforks and torches. Going towards the Giants front office, Dave Gettleman, just like, ah, oh, you want you want to fire me already? I, I, come on, I, I up my batting average.
1: <laughs> oh, I think we have a Gettleman meter signing. Hello, Berger, after four games, what was your uh, what was your take on Gettleman?
2: Oh, tar and feather that man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you were real. Yes, <laughs> come on. <laughs> the I think i lost my mind it, it, it actually might be difficult to re-listen to our rapid reactions for the 49ers oh, no. game because i was toasted <laughs> Shout out to beat man who lit a fire under me if you're listening mike I, I i did what you asked me to do and i put getty to task i agree completely burger after four games i was ready to run this man out of town all right well turning the page quarter two the Giants played the Cowboys, the Washington football team, the Eagles, three NFCs in a row, and the Bucks. Slight improvement, people. We went one and four, and the Giants actually put up 20-plus points in all four of those games, and a big highlight, they rushed for 101 yards against the best rush defense at the time in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Disciple, you're up first. Finish this sentence. The second quarter of the Giants' season was...
0: Heartbreaking. Because the games they did lost were all by three points or fewer. The games they did lost, I mean, come on, man. You want to be a good team in this league, you have got to win the close games. And the Giants just did not do enough. I mean, that, that late game defense against the Dallas Cowboys in game one of the second quarter. You know, yes, they beat Washington, and they might not have even beaten Washington had they got that second, uh, that two-point conversion that game.
1: That's true. How funny! Like at the time, imagine like, oh! if they went zero and six uh,
0: instead of one and five. That's kind of a big difference. Ooh, then you hilarious. had the Eagle debacle with Evan Ingram. We talked enough about that, and then of course the Tampa Bay game, in which you know the Giants. If Daniel Jones plays like he played against Dallas, like the last game, the Giants probably win that game.
1: That was the first game. I will say the bucks game where I was texting with a couple of our buddies spin out there. I know you're just seething about this, but this was the first time I was like, yeah, Daniel Jones is consistently inaccurate with his deep passes. Now I, I don't think that's a holistic vision of how I feel about him, but in that game, there and I defended him after the game for a few that he got lambasted for in the, in the public and in the media, but there were at least four or five throws that could have been touchdowns. You know, you can excuse one or two of them, but that was a bad game for Daniel Jones and one the Giants should have won. I, I agree with you. Um All right, Berger. Well, let's we'll slide right into that. What was your biggest takeaway? The
2: giants just continue to find ways to lose games. They should have won. Like, you know, I'm just a heart back, what uh disciple was saying, you know, we got the Cowboys blowing fourth quarter lead. Um, like you said, the Eagle, uh, Eagles game with Evan Ingram, like that drop in the fourth quarter, man, like <laughs> it just shows like how he's, he's not changing and he's not becoming that elite tight end that we were hoping he was going to be. And I don't know if it's going to happen. And I know this off season, we'll get into it more, but this might be the last straw. Like he, he may have had to go pro bowl this year, but still doesn't have it. Like it, it was something that is not clicking in his head. And these drop passes are inexcusable at this point. And then, like you said, the Bucks game, we had a number of chances. And, you know, inexperienced teams will find ways to lose games, and that's what happened
1: here. Losing is a disease. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Disciple, most predictable, Q2, talk to me.
0: It's got to be losing to the Eagles, man. I mean, and I, I had good, like, thoughts, but, like, then I remembered something. I said, we haven't beaten this team in a long fucking time. And I remember how I felt being at that Deshaun Jackson game and watching them just come back and come back. The Giants were up, like, decently big in the fourth quarter, and I just knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it, and I said, I can't stop. Like, I'm I'm thinking we're going to win finally, and I'm like, "Ah, I don't see it, man. Like, I'm like, I want to believe, but I just can't because they did so much in the past. To disprove any kind of optimism I might have had. And sure enough, they proved me right.
2: Pretty I'm sure that was a Thursday damned. night game, too, right? Yes, it was
0: a Thursday night game I, uh, oh, in front uh, of the country.
2: Uh, uh,
0: uh, and then we had to live with the video of Daniel Jones tripping on his own feet. I'm a little bit oh, yeah, running sure. out of gas.
2: And then all of that, all that, all of that,
0: that would have been negated if they just won the game but they didn't. So that humiliation lives. Of Dale That's funny. I've, been,
1: I've been seething about Evan Ingram for so long that I completely forgot about that. And like, what a giants thing that you should think that an 80 yard run by your quarterback showing this, these wheels, this speed is such a positive but, no, it turns into a, a, a gif about him getting sniped and falling on his face because of the turf monster. <laughs> right. what, what was he, a gazelle that hit, like, 22 miles per hour? RKO out of nowhere, of like
2: The
0: video memes are going crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, was, I think he ran faster than yeah, Lamar
0: Jackson, Jackson at that point in the season. The fastest, yeah, no, he was, but he's, he's got the faster top-end speed, but he does not have the agility, the shiftiness that Lamar Jackson has.
1: No, no, no which is nobody, nobody in this league. No, does, no, of course no. Really be he's, honest so, here. he's so slithery. Um, but, all right, Berger, back to you. What's the one game you would change? Evan Ingram's hands. <laughs> 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 okay. I, I,
2: you understand that the theme, folks, of the second quarter is just how much we hate Evan Ingram and how much he fucked this team. Honestly, uh, beating
0: Dallas would have been nice, though.
2: Yeah, I I know. I, I had especially going
0: there. one. The difference between going one and four and zero oh and five, like it's a, it's a fact. But it's just
2: that catch was there, you know, like through your fingertips, my man.
1: Catching this game I, is and No,
0: if you watch, if you watch the TV broadcast, Troy Aikman's like, yeah, you gotta catch that.
1: <laughs> Not, Not Troy Aikman. Not yes, Jeff it was. Goldblum. Thief. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, disciple. That we would love to have the Cowboys game, but we we talk about it over and over again. And you know what? I don't care. It deserves to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram and his goddamn buttery hands. Evan Ingram is a disease, Mac. Disease, <laughs> Jesus. I was kidding. He just, his hands are a disease. Just catch the ball. did we lock him in a dumpster? I, uh, I don't know. I got out.
0: Stone hands, dude. Jesus Christ. I got better hands than he does. How the fuck are you a professional tight end, dude? Because <laughs> of his athleticism. If I had his uh, athleticism and my hands, and I had the steady hands to pull off a procedure. procedure like that, <laughs> I could be the best <laughs> wide receiver in the league. <laughs>
1: the best <laughs> tight end in the league. All right, yeah. all right. Uncle Rico. Uh, yeah, I could, throw, I could throw that ball over that damn mountain. Let's just go to state. Right, throw that ting-ing-ing pigskin ting-ing-ing. over them mountains over there. We're cross-mojinating our, our, our yeah. references here.
2: Um, Mac, I will tell you the Getty meter, though, at the end of the second quarter is uh, the blood pressure is through the roof. So... Uh, <laughs>
0: The New York Football Giants are one in seven after fifty percent of the season.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Do you approve of my
2: job? A <laughs> I'm asshole. I'm surprised you still have a job at this point.
1: I'll shove the lobster roll down your own goddamn throat while you're kicking back in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Get the fuck They're out of Portland, here!
2: From Portland, Maine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Needless to say, after two quarters of the Giants' season, the fan base was ready to freak out on Mr. Gettleman, rolling right into quarter three. Next up was the Washington team again, the Eagles again, the Bengals, and then the Seahawks. Holy fucking shit. Did this really happen? Like, I forgot that this even happened. The Giants went 4-0, and oh, crushed quarter three, with their biggest win of the season capping it off against the Seahawks and finally, maybe even more importantly, at least as a Giants fan who didn't go to the playoffs, breaking their eight-game losing streak against the Eagles. Burn, back to you. The third quarter of the Giants season was... Hans, Bobby, wow.
2: That's what it was. Wow. Wow. Uh, that was the first four-game winning streak that uh, since the McAdoobe era of uh, the 10-16 back in 2016... <laughs> Oh, uh, no, dude, this team gave us some real excitement. I know the podcast was buzzing. The boys are fucking rowdy, ready to go. I thought we had a division crown in our sights. Uh, it was exciting times to be a Giants fan again, and it gave us so much optimism. Um, but I'll leave it at that. We can keep pressing on.
1: All right, Disciple, biggest takeaway, Q3, give it to me. Uh,
0: I would just say that we were perceived into being competitive again, and we actually – Fucking pulled out a win with Colt McCoy against the Seattle Seahawks. Fantastic, fantastic all time win. The signature win so far of the Joe
1: Judge era. Yeah, can, can, I got. don't agree no more. About. Yeah, yeah. yeah got I got, there's nothing Spot I can on. add more. Sorry, I'm making funny faces to Shaman in the uh, in the camera. Uh, yeah, right. We're 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 hosting a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Burger, <laughs> predictable. Lay it on me.
2: No, it was close, and the Colt McCoy was under center. You know, beating the Bengals, no Joe Burrow, no Joe Mixon. They have a way less, or they're a more talent starved team. uh, Excuse me, uh, than the Giants were. And you know, ten out of ten, I would bet the Giants would beat them, and
1: they did. Even though it was very close. You know, it is unfortunate. I th- I think for the first time we saw a glimmer, like. Prior to Daniel Jones getting hurt in that game, we saw a moment of what him putting it together was, and Mm -hmm. I really did think, for the first time all season, the first time many years, albeit against, to your point, Berger, a talent-deficient team, it seemed like the Giants were going to beat a team that they should beat emphatically, and then ended I, up coming down to a Cam Brown shoestring tackle to stop the punt return for a touchdown. But, you know, whatever. Oh, God. I forgot how much PTSD that gave me. That game yeah, was the worst that was,
2: at the end. I, I needed,
0: I needed <laughs> oh an inhaler. God. I was like fucking Chucky's dad from fucking Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing into the brown back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my yeah, God. That's a, what, for all you
1: 90s kids out there. Oh, what uh, a great reference. Fantastic. That is great. Hands. You know, take like, a bow. I take I got a bath. <laughs> a complete irrelevant anecdote. I do understand the physical pain. I, I know the people here understand when I have a thought or a reference that needs to be made. It's like that meme where the dude's like holding his face when he's trying to hold something back. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, like
0: he's got a farter. And he's like, yeah, Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, like that's how he vegan's 10 I have...
0: minutes going by without saying I'm vegan. Like you ever see that? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Which is true. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> I have a couple of, uh, excuse me, I have a new client whose last name is Pickles. And do you, exactly, Shaman, that's the meme. Do you have any idea how hard it was for me not to start my introduction and be like, so are you Tommy Pickles? <laughs> oh, no! One? Or, I, I didn't. <laughs> because you what's, would uh, been,
2: uh, what's it like banging
1: a wife that's like 20 years younger than you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it. It really was hard for me not to start the call off that, but I, I thought he might not take me serious. Oh
2: shit! Actually, I may have been thinking of Grandpa and that imagery right there. Never mind; they might have been very definitely, were, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Grandpa here, on the here couch. Here you go, like, Sprout. Here you go,
0: Sprout. Where's Stuart? Stuart, indeed, here
1: over there, and Tommy and Dill are in the house. Yeah, what's up, Sprout? I'm chocolate pudding at three in the morning because I've lost control of my. Because I lost control. His- <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I digress. Um, Disciple, I believe it's you, my sir. That's a lie. Is it back to Berger? W- which one of you? What would you change here? I would just change
0: Daniel Jones getting hurt against the Bengals.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. Mm-hmm. easy.
1: It, it was literally the beginning of the end after that. Facts. Well, let's go agree. It hmm? Did I cut one of you off? No, no, you
0: know, I was just going to say it was like that whole thing kind of like, Kick started like an unnecessary cockiness that the Giants had, and it just came crashing down, which we will get to in the next segment. But we first,
1: ah, yeah. you gotta talk Dave
0: Gettleman
1: sweeping
0: the third quarter of the season.
2: <laughs> How do you like me
0: now, Giants fans? <laughs>
2: This is easily the least amount of pressure this man's had on his job since he's been here. <laughs> <laughs> like you just come out of nowhere, and now you're right back in the division sweep uh, sweepstakes. Like, top top, <laughs> take my hat off to you. I can't even say the words. You did so good, gentlemen. You're showing us ah, what it was meant to, with all these draft He did it. He's doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I got to say, I was all in on that. Like, I would completely turn around. And I know in the preseason stuff, I talked about patience. I really, I will stick to my guns and say, had the Giants fired Gettleman this year, despite how I feel as a crazy fan, you know, breaking it down week to week. That would have been an indictment on John Mayer and Steve Tisch more than Dave Gettleman. That said, after this stretch, I was ready for the Gettleman-Judge tandem, building the future, baby, let's fucking go. Now, let's see how we felt after quarter four. Because, Mm. well, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. Oh, womp, womp. That is a one and 3 stretch to end the season and a significant crash back to reality. But, hey, a win against the boys ain't bad. So, how are we feeling? You know, let's go back to the Disciple. You give me, we've had a gut-wrenching, we've had a heartbreaking, and we've had a, wow. Finish the sentence. The fourth quarter of the Giants season was... (laughs) <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Your command to be like, English language is dizzying.
0: Well, listen, I'm no John Proctor, but here's a crucible. <laughs> <laughs> At least spare me my name. My name. <laughs> okay. No, it's just like, man, it just all okay, came tumbling down. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense was doing their job, but. One thing I will say, the most, uh, you know, and I, I listen, I love Joe Judge, but my one of my, uh, how I would describe this is, is a little misconstrued in the fact that Daniel Jones really came back a week early. He had no business in that Arizona game, and they rushed him. Agree. He did not look good. Absolutely agree. And that was that. You know, that's one of the only fucking problems I've had with Joe Judge's actions this year. So I mean. But at the same time, it is incredible. It was it was very risky. It was stupid, and th- the way they saw it, they were like, "Look, we're right in here, and Daniel Jones wants to play." And I mean, this is the NFL. If they clear you to play, you're playing.
1: Yeah, right. Well, you said okay. Uh, Burger, what was the biggest takeaway for the last quarter?
2: They're actually, playing meaningful games. I I can't remember the last time we've said that, gentlemen. Um, it's kind of insane. Um, and it was just more heartbreaking too that they they got rolled by the Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens. So. It was uh, all for nothing, and it was just a little cock tease. But uh, so I got.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And, and oh, I now I now I'm thinking about it. The injury thing. It's just so it's so tough. You it know, really had, is. Had the Giants, I don't know. It, it's like. Yeah, I but don't the know. fact I that, guess that's a take. Well, no, well that's a I Big know. Mac take for later this year.
0: Yeah, and what I'm saying about that is, if you just would have sacrificed the Arizona game. With Colt McCoy, I really do think that Daniel would have been ready to go against the fucking Browns in the same capacity he was against the Ravens. Which I would playing, have signed up
1: for. Yes, and for we forget, that looking game. at the, the the end result of the Browns game, 20-6, to we forget that the Giants were in the red zone three times against the Browns in the first quarter and went for it, I think, twice, settled for one field goal. Like, that game was not as bad as the score dictated, and the Giants' run defense showed up. Against one of the best off- the best offensive line and one of the best run def- uh, offenses, excuse me, uh, of the year. So that could have been a different game had they handled the Cardinals differently. But Daniel Jones are not. We cannot excuse. And I, I'm sorry, I, I'm just remembering it as we're starting to talk about it. I don't mean to focus on the one game. But the Cardinals were in middle of the pack defense. That was an entire failure and collapse from coaching staff to players to execution to everything against the Cardinals. That was embarrassing. I mean, Hassan Reddick doesn't not have talent. He's not a a six-sack-a-game guy. Like, five sacks, whatever he had (laughs) against the Giants. Like, that was an embarrassing, colossal collapse, and I think the first true unequivocal failure of the Joe Judge tenure. The Giants were not ready for that game. 100%. I so, guess you could argue the 49ers game was, but it's early in his tenure. I'll give him a pass. Mm-hmm. But anyways. All right. So I believe that we are back to the disciple and it is, what was the most predictable thing that you saw happen in quarter four?
0: <laughs> the Eagles fucking the Giants on the week 17.
2: <laughs> uh... I didn't know if you're gonna go there or not, but that just hurt. That really hurt.
0: I mean, come on, man. You think they want that? They'd much rather Ron Rivera and the Washington football team get in. It's all good. I'm not salty.
1: Why are you always salty? But Hey, he don't have a I'm, job I'm, no more. I, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be somebody's
0: true. offensive coordinator, probably. Yeah, yeah. Whose you think? I somebody's, I don't know.
1: I wonder if uh, I don't know who the coordinator is. I, it would be funny if he goes to work for Frank Reich and Carson Wentz goes to the Colts.
0: That would be them. great. I, and I wish I wish them nothing but success just to rub it in. Sorry, as Hugh, uh What's his Howie name? Rose Jeff Laurie. No, I Hugh said Lurie. I almost said oh. Hugh Laurie. I, like, I yeah. just said it because you hey, said Hugh Lori. you leave alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you leave house out of this, all right? <laughs> Stuart Little's dad. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. True, 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 I'm true. That. The, do you think it's lupus? Maybe they have lupus. Uh Sorry, that's a little house joke for you people out there. That's, you know, it's always, it's never lupus. Um. Anyways, all right, Berger, you're up last, my friend. What's the one thing you would have changed about the last quarter of the Giants season? Does it be the game or the quarter? What I would love. You fucking, we've done it three times already. You know what I'm asking you. You, you want the game.
2: I got you. I'm just giving you a hard time. Just busting balls. Uh, yeah, obviously, I want to take back that Cardinals game. Obviously, you guys just harped on it. And, you know, they got absolutely outclassed in every phase of that game. Um, you didn't say the same thing about the Browns, too. They just ran the fucking ball down our throats, and we couldn't do anything offensively.
0: No, it was more the pass that got them than anything. What was
2: it? What, Jarvis
1: Landry? Oh, no, Jarvis had a, it g- was just, had a just It was everybody. Peoples Jones, it was everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baker just and had they it, were
0: And missed, they right. were missing Bradbury, too.
1: Trifuge.
2: Trifuge. And they Trifuge. just had, like, eight-minute drives every time. Yep. It was so infuriating to watch that game. I was Man. like, come on. Can just we get could ball? not
0: make a stop on third down. Especially. Like,
2: 10 to 12 play drives every time. Like, they couldn't get a stop on third down. But, you know, it's the fourth quarter. We need to make the playoffs. Sucks. Facts.
0: Well, 100% of the season – what do you think of Dave Gettleman's job in the fourth quarter and the whole 2020 season?
2: <laughs> I think the blood pressure is back to being abnormally uh, high. Um, I mean, so but, much so that a lot of the fans wanted me fired.
1: Right no, on, but they did the, this Black team did Monday.
2: the right thing. <laughs> the team did the right thing. Dave Gettleman is building a culture here. He's building through the draft. His team is young. It's it's in the right direction. One thing I want to say.
0: No, no. One thing I want to say is, uh, Gettleman worked with the Giants and he worked with Jerry Reese, and you know they have two rings to show for it. Now, you know maybe this is a collaborative approach with everything, and I don't think everything can go on Gettleman. I think that Gettleman and Pat Shermer. Weren't that good at working together. Maybe Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman are. But guess what? 2021 is the last year for that. You know, this is probably the last year that Daniel Jones has to prove for himself that he's the guy. And this is 100% the last year for Dave Gettleman to
1: get his batting average up. (laughs) Yeah, I I would say it doesn't matter what any of us think. John Mara uh, rubber stamped him for another year. I think regardless of what you want to say about Gettleman, he has proven to be a good collaborator with his coaches. I don't know where the narrative comes that he is not someone who's easy to work with. Maybe he's a dick, but like, I think the decisions show oh, he's clearly actually a, a, <laughs> a collaboration of a vision between the coaching staff. But I will say, and we'll talk, we'll have plenty of runway to talk about this. If the Giants don't win at least eight games and we walk out of that season being very, hundred percent confident that Daniel Jones is the future. Gettleman needs to be on his ass and we move forward either with a Joe judge guy or he's taking over the reins, but well, break it down six and 10 Lot to like lot to hate. We got a whole off season worth of shit to talk about. And we're going to get a little bit more in depth than what we just did in the next two episodes where we take a deeper dive into the offense and then the defense as we finish out our three per review of the season With that said, though, let's flip it to our segment of the week. What the F would that look like? If you're joining us for the first time, this is our weekly segment where your hosts posit a hypothetical and discuss what the F the world would look like if that were to come true. What the fuck would it look like if Tom Brady defeats Aaron Rodgers
2: in Lambeau Field this week to earn his 10th trip to the Super Bowl? But to be honest, Like, just just GOAT. He is the GOAT. And to get into the Super Bowl ten times, this would be his first time in the NFC, Like, that's even saying something. Like, doesn't care what team he's on. This guy just fucking leads, and he fucking gets the job done. Except against the Giants, obviously. <laughs> well, let me,
0: if he does that, I'll be like uh, Vince Vaughn in Anchorman when he's like,
1: I pure straight hate you, but, but God damn it, do I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. What is his name? Mantooth? What's his Oh, name? oh I forget. That's why I was like, not, what the
0: fuck is his character's name? Dorky, Dorky, Dorky Mantooth, Mantooth is a
1: saint. Uh, but what is his name? Uh damn it. That's I'm sure it's great. It'll come to us later. Um yeah, no, I mean, there's no question. I, I it's possible that right now there isn't even an argument that he isn't the goat. But if this dude goes into Lambo, he's what, 42, 45, 72? I don't know you know and he's got a hell of a talented team but Tom Brady goes up to the frozen tundra of Lambo and wins and goes to his 10th Super Bowl it's not even a question that he is the goat and you know Giants nation there's a lot of people that hate Tom Brady I get it he's a hateable guy but why as a Giants fan would anyone care honestly the more success he has just makes the Giants look better, baby. It's the only true. thing I, I hate is the Eagles one. Yeah, we're not no. going to waste. We're um, not waste any breath of that. Um, West Man-tooth. But Hey, was it? It was West Mantooth. <laughs> West Mantooth. That's good. That's good. You losers have been in second place for years. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. Are we all in agreement? It's un- 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 unquestionably he's the go. Yeah. And I think they're actually going to win. I'll just, we'll put, I'll, I'll throw
2: our predictions. I think they're going to win 20, 24. What do you guys think?
1: Oh, oh hold on. But, uh, give it to me, real talk. Is that your football prediction or is that my ass Liz in Tampa Bay prediction?
2: Tampa Bay prediction?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who said that? What? What? I think Packers are going to crush them.
0: I hope they do.
2: Okay. Can
3: I can I throw a prediction in real quick? Oh, oh I, I've been I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. It finally hit me, but I wanted to get it on the air. I think Aaron Rodgers' hatred for the Packers will lead him to win a Super Bowl in spite of the organization, and then
1: force himself out after. Him. No,
3: no, that's where I don't I think is different. I think he's going to force himself to stay to also, so they can't use Jordan Love.
1: Sign me because forever. Because the,
3: the, the fans will riot if he wins the Super Bowl and they bench him for this kid.
1: Oh, I mean, well. they're, they're, but also, wow, that's, now, now we got, oh, there's so many no, other No, don't do about. it. We don't have time. The burger has to go to play his hockeys. Um, But it is fascinating that the Aaron Rodgers is so good that the Packers could draft his replacement and then they st- still go on to win the super bowl. Like, and, uh, I got it. God damn it. Um, all right. You guys got anything else about the goat going up to uh? because I don't think, I think his rickety cricket legs are going to collapse. He needed four turnovers from a Peyton Manning looking drew Brees to barely beat the saints last week. I don't think this is going to happen, but if it does, my man's a goat and it just makes Eli look better. So I just want to
0: add one thing Add it, baby go bills. Let's go Buffalo.
1: Let's go, Buffalo. Yeah, fuck it.
0: Hey.
1: All hey. Right. Yeah, well, uh, shaman, give us a little music as we get out of here. So with that said, if you haven't figured it out by now, folks, we are possessed by the spirits that reside at 1925 Giants Drive. But, hey, even they make mistakes. So let's exercise tonight's demons with the shaman.
3: I thought I'd hop in on the fun So my breakdown of the season Is not too bad I'm going to keep it short I'm going to keep it quick Like I said almost every week In the New York Minute The Giants' future is quite promising Joe Judge makes me want to run through a brick wall Every time he speaks The The talent is starting to form I think if the team stays healthy We will be in the right path I, I've had plenty of criticisms For Dave Yettelman throughout the season's but as, as time went on, his draft picks and his free agency picks have been the right decisions. Regardless of the Nate Solder pick, it was the only option available at the time, and we needed somebody there. Regardless of who was there, we took the best available. Also, let's go Buffalo.
1: All right, all you dreamers and creamers. Let's end tonight with the fact that the people just aren't aware. The Giants are young, they're aggressive, they're improving. New York football Giants. Ah! Ah! Oh, you know the boys have been drinking tonight because that ARG was a lot better than last week. And God, I love that. For Burger, the Disciple, and the Shaman. I'm back. We're big blue all year. Good night.
3: Shout, 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 let's go, Buffalo, Let, let's go, Buffalo, let's go, Buffalo. Touchdown, Racely to Snow, let's go, Buffalo, let's go, Buffalo, Let, let's go, Buffalo. Defense, Racely to Snow, let's go.